Happy Wednesday. I know we're recording a little earlier, but are you, Britt? Like, long time no see. <laughs> I know. It's been since, like, two days ago. But <laughs> it's good. Um, everything is great. Um, yeah, I'm at work right now. So I'm recording while I'm at work. And it's great because people think I'm in a meeting. And so they're leaving me the fuck alone. Um, <laughs> I think you are in a It's not technically lying. <laughs> I just love when people leave me alone. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. Um, I have have a job interview next week, um, for the, uh, like weight loss, um, management center that is in downtown Charleston. So they need an exercise special. I'm interviewing for that position. So I'm super excited about that. That's awesome. I think you told me about this already, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, So finally got the interview. So I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Are you nervous? Um, I might be more nervous like next week, but right now this week I'm kind of focused on the fact that I have to travel to Ohio because my uncle unexpectedly passed away. So I'm kind of like, like channeling all my energy on just like making sure all my meals are packed and stuff like that. But I'm sure come like Monday when we're traveling in the car, I'm going to be like, Eric, I have an interview tomorrow. (laughs) Right. It's like not going to hit you until things settle. And I'm sorry about like your family members. Um, That's always tough, like especially when you have a lot going on. So I'm sorry. I appreciate it. I really honestly, I'm really bad at supporting people through that. So I'm just I'm going to put it out there like I'm sorry. But if you need me for anything, let me know. I appreciate it. No, honestly, I'm I'm okay. Like, I'm sure I'll be a mess at the funeral and stuff. And I'm more sad for, like, my cousins and my dad and stuff. Because, like, obviously, like, they're taking that hard. Um, so it's just trying to be as strong as possible for them. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. That's all you, that's all you really can do. And, you know, you have to see, again, I'm really bad with this. So, like, <laughs> I hope everything works out. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But we have some exciting news. We made a, well, you made technically the figure it out podcast, Instagram. And I think that's pretty exciting. We made it. (laughs) We talked about it, but then the figure it out podcast added me on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, Brit, Brit's on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's called at the figure it out podcast. Um, and yeah, so follow that for all updates about this podcast. We'll we'll make sure that we use that Instagram to remind you all of when we post and what's coming up and topics and guests and things like that. So um, make sure you follow that so that we can so that we can keep you up to date because I can't be using my personal one all the time. Like, and I would Absolutely. love to just make actual posts figure it out but then it would take up my entire timeline so we just did it like separately so that we can engage a little bit more um and then we can also get feedback about what topics you all want to hear um and it'll be on a separate account so make sure that you follow that it's called the figure it out podcast um on instagram absolutely absolutely and with that I really had a hard time figuring out what I wanted to call this podcast because I was trying to like be creative with like the macronutrients and stuff. But every time I tried to think of a creative topic, my mind kept going to is butter a carb because I absolutely freaking love that movie and it just cracks me up. So the title of this is is butter a carb and we're talking all things carb.
carbohydrates, its function, how much do you need, um, when you should be eating them, kind of the difference between simple versus complex, talking about fiber as well, and also mm -hmm. carb quality because the quality, like we've mentioned before, does matter. Definitely. Um, so yeah, carbohydrates are not your enemy. Like they are not something you want to be scared of. They are not something you want to avoid. Um, they, their primary role is to supply the body with energy and, um, they're the body's source of immediate energy for all of your body's cells. And they're super, super important in training. Um, so as bodybuilders, you know, most of you are listening are probably trying to gain some muscle, probably trying to like, you're not just listening to this for no reason. Carbs are your friends. Um, so we, we want to make sure that we're having carbs. Absolutely. And some of the functions we're thinking of, like, um, Britt already mentioned, it's it, not only is it going to supply the body with energy, but it's also important in when it comes down to like energy storage in the form of muscle glycogen. We're also thinking of the fact that it helps to build macromolecules. It's also protein sparing, which is another great reason to make sure we're placing it, you know, correctly in our meals, especially around our training. Um, it also helps to assist in lipid metabolism. So it's specifically needed um, during, you know, the Krebs cycle, throwback to like chemistry and biochemistry, but there's a rate limiting step that if your body doesn't have carbohydrates, like you're not going to be burning fat. So it's something right. that's really important to just remember that like carbs are not the enemy. Mm -hmm. Right. But okay. thinking about like, okay. no, go ahead. My dad's calling me. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> have a come on. Let's have a Should I? guest feature. No, I'm going to I'm going to pick it up later. We'll keep talking about carbs maybe next time cuz then he'll <laughs> want to No, then he'll be like you have a podcast and I just don't want him I just need him to <laughs> be in his own world. Right? <laughs> like, that's that's hilarious. Anyway. I love that. That so much. But anyway, back to carbs. So once carbs are broken down and absorbed, the broken down carbohydrates will actually go to the liver to fill up the energy stores. And after that, they're going to enter into the bloodstream and venture out into other cells in the body. And this is essentially why insulin is released and why it's super important to have, you know, the proper amounts of carbohydrates and insulin just to make sure that the cells are responding to said insulin to absorb those carbohydrates as needed. Right. And, and, you know, I think we'll talk about this later too, but there's this like negative, like realm around insulin and like insulin spike, like we should never have our insulin spike, but there's, there's a certain time when you should like, and so, um, we'll talk about that too and why it's important to have like whole foods based carbs versus processed. Um, and that's going to come into, uh, play as well as in this podcast. Um, but each subtype of carbohydrate has different effects on the human body, depending on its structure and the source. And um, it affects how quickly or easily the carbohydrate molecule is digested and absorbed. Um, and so when we're talking about carbs and we're, we're talking about how much, how, mi how many carbs should you have? Um, most people, most of us know, um, but I don't want to say it's like common knowledge, but car carbs contain four calories per gram, right? Um, so in general, 
in general, there's so many different ways to apply this, but 45 to 65% of your total daily, daily calories um, should be in carbs. So if you eat 2000 calories a day, between 900 and 1300 of those calories should be from carbohydrates. Um, so that is like 225 to 325 carbs a day. And for a lot of people, like, that's like, oh my gosh, like that's so many carbs. Um, but that's literally like what you need for bodily function and processes. And not like if, even if we're not talking about training, like we're just talking about like living, like we need carbs to be able to sustain ourselves. Um, and of course, like your needs will vary based on your goals and your training and things like that. Absolutely. So like also think about like individual in terms of size, right? That's why like bodybuilders and like big dudes need like, you know, I think some I've seen like upwards of a thousand grams of carbs and like, there's a reason for it. Like they have to fuel their body to move. Like you have to understand that like them going on a 30 minute fast paced walk is going to burn hella more calories than Brit or I going on a 30 minute fast paced walk. Cause like, they're just going to be burning more calories because they're bigger. Therefore they want to make sure that you know, the amount of carbohydrates that they're consuming is also going to be based on, you know, the body size um, to match that activity level. So, you know, thinking about that we need more carbohydrates also with the more muscle mass that we have, um, especially as, you know, that increases um, our physical activity levels. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand, though, that like you need to have carbohydrates because they also are going to be stored for future, you know, use as well. And the form of muscle glycogen and yes in adipose tissue but that doesn't necessarily mean that like carbs are directly making you fat we need to take into account like the energy balance equation not just demonize you know a single macronutrient right and honestly like your 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 carb um, intake and needs will also depend on what your other macros look like as well so just keep that in mind as too like if you have if you prefer so like you know there's a different range of how much how many carbs you should have in your diet 45 to 65 percent well if you have 45 percent of your carbs or if you have 45 percent of your calories via carbs in your diet and you want to increase your fats like we're not talking about fats today but you can vary them if that's what you prefer and if like your digestion and your and your body prefers that you personally prefer that. And that's all, it's all going to be very different depending on your goals. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like for me, like my carbs, I think the highest they've ever gone has been like 370 grams. And I was pushing, I was <laughs> pushing, but I also have a lot of protein. Like I also eat a lot of protein. I also eat a moderate amount of fat not high fat, I would say, but moderate amounts of fat. And I was pushing. Um, and there are also times where I was cutting and I, the lowest I've gotten, which will probably be a lot lower next prep was like 90 grams, right? Like, and so these things can really vary based on your goals and what you need to do um, for, especially if you're doing bodybuilding and you're training, things like that. So oh, absolutely. Dang. 90s low. I think the lowest I might never got was like 110. Maybe Honestly, 120. I know mine are going to be lower than 90 next time because the the way I want to get shredded, I know 90 is like 90 is uh it's low, um but I I expect that I'm going to be pushed a lot more by my coach. 
to be honest. hundred percent. Like, like I, I expect like zero, <laughs> like trace carbs. I expect, 100%. oh yeah. I expect trace carbs for a few days or maybe a, a couple weeks. I don't know. But I've, when I, when I finally get to go through a contest prep with Mark, I'm pretty sure he's, if he's hearing this and he hears 90 grams, he's going to be like, duh. <laughs> like, like that's a high day bitch <laughs> like, that's your repeat <laughs> so yeah all right um so when should you eat carbs um so a lot of people like to like not a lot i, I wouldn't say i wouldn't generalize people but especially that if it fits your macro errors that don't do like a lot of nutrient timing that don't take into account nutrient timing that are just kind of like i'm fitting whatever's in my macros like you definitely need to focus on having your carbs around your training. I remember when I first started doing this and when I first started doing this, my body completely freaking changed. It was so different because my performance was different because my efforts in the gym were different. Um, and because like we were talking about, like, like I'd mentioned earlier, um, the insulin spike that you need from simple carbs around training is what's going to help you just tremendously with your performance, but then also um, health-wise, because that is the time when you want that spike to happen. But like, do you need carbs at all times during the day? Yeah. Like, you, don't be afraid of carbs at other times of the day, but try to put your carbs or the majority of them around your training. So when you first start doing this, recommending about 45 to maybe 60% of your carbs around your training. When I started doing this, it was like extreme. Like it was like 90%. And it was hard for me because I was basically going like trace carbs around it. But it did help with my blood glucose levels. It did help with my training performance. So it really is person dependent. Um, so carbs are used for high intensity activity, um, hard training. It's remember, just remember that food is your fuel. So if you're performing, you need carbs. That's all you, that's something that you just really need to hang on to. Pre and post workout is called what we call our peri-workout window. So you should prioritize simple, fast digesting carbs during this time. All other times, um, you can have simple carbs, but it's just, it's more optimal to place them there is all we're saying. Absolutely. Like the last thing you want to do is put around a bunch of complex carbs right before your training. In fact, I was actually just talking to a follower today. She had posted that she was like changing up her, her meals and stuff and how she's putting oatmeal right before her training session. And I was like, sis, no, don't like, do that. We don't, we don't <laughs> want oats right before training session. Okay. We want that simple carbohydrate because they're smaller. They're going to be more easily processed. Um, and it's going to cause, you know, a quicker insulin response, a bigger insulin response. And we want that right before training. You know, we want that insulin to combat against that cortisol response because cortisol is catabolic, whereas insulin is going to be anabolic. So we want to make sure that we're timing that correctly to make sure that insulin is going to be that predominant, you know, hormone in the blood during that training session. And so, you know, I had a nice conversation with her being like, okay, well, why don't you do cream of rice instead? You know, get a protein source in there as well because she had no protein in her um, pre-workout meal. It was just like oats and fruit and almond butter. Uh -huh. And I was like, no, let's get like a a full like um, a full protein source, like a good protein source. So I think she's vegan. So I was like, let's do a um, pea protein isolate or soy protein isolate, um, cream of rice and like fruit or something like that. And then your you know intro workout. 
again, let's make sure we have essential amino acids. Let's make sure we have a quick digesting liquid because she's also using gummies, which I, I don't know why you'd want to eat when you're training. I'm sorry. Tra training is gross. Like you're touching a bunch of like dumbbells and shit and pieces of equipment that people may or may not be wiping down. And I don't know why you'd want to eat something like mid training. So I was like, why don't you get to like or something or something. And then from there, like have your post-workout be something very similar to your pre-workout. Just have a bit more carbohydrates because you're done with training. You want to make sure you have all the, you know, carbs that you need to start with the muscle repair and have the energy to do so. And tell me how you feel after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I first started doing nutrient timing, I'm not even going to lie to you. I think I used to eat like four Rice Krispies during training. <laughs> four. Like, I, I mean, like, it was, it, yeah, it really depends on the person. Um, it depends on what you prefer. Like, um, I don't prefer that anymore, but at the time I did. Um, and that's what Mark had me doing anyway. So it was just hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to do it because my coach is telling me to do it. But um, so takeaways, takeaways, a carb that is simple, um, wheat-free, fat-free, easily partitions, um, not fibrous, does not sit in the stomach, spikes, spikes insulin. Pair it with sugar in its simplest form, some type of fruit, add in some type of protein, and boom, you got a pre-workout meal. And then replicate that, something similar, um, post-workout. But I like that you said add in more post-workout because it's actually more pertinent to add in a tad more carbs post-workout than it is pre-workout um, because we do want to initiate that recovery and get your glycogen stores refueled. Um, so yes, absolutely. And even the, the intro workout is ma to, it's mandatory, like for, especially if you're training hard, um, a lot of people will tell you oh, you can have it or you could not, but you'll notice the difference in your training and the difference in your progress if you add in a carb shake or some type of carb powder during your training. Um, that is if you need the if you're training hard enough for it. Like if you're not training hard enough, then don't don't worry about it until you can get all of those other areas um, situated like even getting used to pre and post workout meals first before you add in an intro workout. Um, but that is like, that took my progress just from the training intensity alone from like here to here, you know what I mean? So I think that it's something that we should definitely be really cognizant of and adding into our repertoire and our tools for training because it's really a tool you're using it as a tool for training. Absolutely. Like, especially when you start to train hard, I don't think people understand how quickly you can get depleted when you are pushing your body to failure and beyond, especially if you're using like intensifiers, like it makes a world of a difference because when you're drinking your intro workout, not only are you supplying your body with the energy it needs to keep pushing, but then you're also kind of starting with that muscle protein synthesis response. You're still combating that cortisol, you're trying to make sure that the muscles that you've already trained till failure can start with that repair process. So it's kind of doing double duty of working on recovery and repair, and then also still that preventative measure as well. So 
it's really important that, you know, once you kind of have your pre and post workout nutrition dialed in to go ahead and try to include that intra and making sure that you have, you know, a quick digesting carbohydrate, those essential amino acids, and then a good issue of sodium and potassium mm-hmm. salt in there as well. Yes, for sure. And then, you know, that brings us to complex carbs. So these are carbohydrate molecules that have two, uh, more than two sugar groups um, linked together. And they're not optimal around training because of their slow digesting nature, as we mentioned previously, but they're useful in controlling insulin response. So you don't want your insulin to be spiking late at night because you're trying to go to sleep, like, or when you're not around training. Um, So complex fiber, low GI, blood sugar control. That's what you want to think about. Um, So we have oats, uh, quinoa, buckwheat, uh, Ezekiel bread, sweet potatoes, um, things like that. Rice cakes. um, Those are all complex and they're slower to digest. So for me, I had switched. I'll give you an example. Because there are some times where it might work more optimally for you around workouts, especially if you're in a deficit. So like I was in a, I was training, um, for a show for a little while and my food got a little bit low and it was hard for me to stay. It was hard for me to stay like have satiety with my post-workout meal because I had like just a little bit of rice. So I switched it to uh, potatoes and that helped me to stay, um, satiated. Now, that worked for me. Like I'm not, we don't want to say that these types of carbs won't work for you post-workout, but depending on where you're at, like in your off season or versus prep, like you can switch it if you need to like, but, um, in general, like, cause I know we're going to get a lot of people that are like, Oh, and prep, I like to have oats and this and that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but like, you know, the, these are things that are going to help with blood sugar control and keeping your insulin uh, response lower, especially in the, on the outer times of training. Um, and then on top of that, like you don't want to have something that's super fibrous in your stomach, like post-training and pre-training, because you don't want to be bloated like during training. Um, so especially if you're eating a ton of food, like oats are not like what you want to do. Um, but if you don't have much food, that's different. That's very different. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. Like it's all contextual, like off season, like if I were to eat oatmeal instead of cream of rice, I probably would be eating upwards of like a hundred grams of dried oats. And that's going to be a big ass bowl of oatmeal. And that's going to be way too much. My body's not going to digest it in time before I train. I'm going to be burping up. I'm not going to have like near the energy. I'm probably not going to be able to maintain a pump. Like it's just, it won't be good. So context is really, really important, which is why it's also important to remember that like all of the carbs that we do consume, whether it is cream of rice or oats, like they're going to be eventually digested into simple sugars, you know, like they're going to be, that's how the body absorbs them. So regardless of the food source, whether, like I said, it's, you know, oats or cream of rice, like it's going to be all absorbed as a monosaccharide. So it's not just like the healthier carbs are digested and absorbed much slower while like the unhealthy carbs are digested very quickly. So you just want to make sure that they that you understand that they're going to be used for different purposes in context so like i said if it's like if you're deep in prep and like oats are going to be a little bit better for you and that's how you feel and you feel fine 
more power to you. But we're just like trying to give context to like different situations. Right, exactly. So like in general, this is what this is what we want to focus on. Um, so let's talk about carb quality, like whole foods versus processed foods. Is carb is a carb a carb? Is it like, you know, there's <laughs> um, whole foods are minimally processed and or whole carbs, rather like whole foods that have carbs in them, however you want to say it, whole carbs. Um, they contain the fiber found naturally in the food while refined carbs um, have been processed. So they're more likely to have the natural fiber of it removed or changed. Um, so refined carbs tend to cause spikes in blood glucose levels. Um, they tend to increase cravings. And the cravings can be for highly palatable foods most of the time because of this processing. Um, and because the more palatable, honestly, guys, like, I know you don't want to hear it, unpopular opinion, but the more sugary, palatable foods that you eat, the more you want. Like, there is a, there is a, a neurological response that happens with uh, very sugary, palat palatable foods. It's why it's really hard to not eat them when you eat them all the time. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, try to go for more whole foods when it comes to carb quality. Um, and refined carbs are usually lacking in many essential nutrients. So it shouldn't be like a huge part of your diet anyway. We're not saying like, don't eat them, but just don't make them a huge part of your diet. Like don't get all of your carbs from, I don't know, Lucky Charms. Like <laughs> don't do that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Added, yeah. And, um, it's important to just limit refined carbs and added sugar. So if you see on the nutrition label, like lots of added sugars in something, um, you might want to steer away from it. It doesn't mean that you can't have it, but just in moderation, um, there have been sugars added to that food. And so just be just be mindful of it. Whole carbs should be just part of your balanced diet. Um, but the refined ones, just limit them. Um, and yeah. You should be good. Honestly, I cannot even tell you the last time I've had a craving or had something that was like, so incredibly processed where like I felt sick. Like it was probably the last time Eric and I had an ice cream date, which was ooh. <laughs> We're talking months. Yeah. Like it's just not a part of my diet. It does not even cross my mind to have something right. like Oreos. Like he'll eat Oreos because like, you know, he just he likes to eat them. It makes him happy. And that's kind of the only way I can get him to follow his protocol because he loves Oreos. So like, fine, mm -hmm. we'll have three Oreos in your diet. But like when he opens them up and like is eating them, I'm like, that does not in any way, shape or form look appealing to me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like someone who, who had asked, someone asked me, um, how do you combat cravings? So this, I posted about this and I was oh, just I like, loved your response. Oh, God. I just, I don't combat them because I don't deal with them. And how I don't deal with them is I'm very mindful about the choices that I make. And I don't even like, I don't think like all day about how I want a donut. Like I just don't, it, it doesn't have that much power over me because I'm already fueled the way I need to be fueled. So I'm not sitting there thinking about random things I can't have. Like, and it's not even that I can't have it. I just don't care. So why would I, it's kind of like, like one my uh, supervisor, he had asked, he had told me one day, he was like, I want to see you eat like something bad, like something like a donut, like something. <laughs> and I was like, do you hear yourself? Like, <laughs> like, I was like, for what? So, so and he was just like, I just want to see it happen. And I was like, 
honestly, like it probably, it just, it's not that I can't do it. It's just, I won't because I don't care. Like you're, you're asking me like I care. Like you're saying that as if like, oh, she totally wants to have a donut. Like, and it's like, no, bro. Like you probably won't see me do it because I don't want to. I don't care to. Um, so it, and, and that's all just being very mindful about the diet and the types of carbs I eat and it not being with too many added sugars. In fact, it makes me sick at this point. Like I was, I went to eat with my sister and I got like, we went to this place called Haven City Market and uh, she wanted, she wanted uh, pho. So she got pho and there was like this other place that served what chicken and rice. And she was like, do you want to go to your healthy? She goes, and I was looking at it. I was looking at it and she was like, do you want to go to your healthy place? And I go, yeah, I'm going to go to my healthy place. Like, so I go, I go and I, I buy some chicken and rice and I, it's this post-workout. So again, like we're being mindful about our meal timing here. I get my chicken and rice and I eat it. And then she's like, okay, I want to go to Baskin Robbins. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the store really quick and buy some bananas. Like, and so she mm. comes in the car with her, with her Sunday and she's like, you can't have this, huh? And I go, it's not that I can't. It's like, I literally don't care. Like, I, that's nice that you want it, but I literally just don't care. Like, and at this point, if I were to have one of those, like a, a couple bites is one thing, but like a whole thing of ice cream now would make me sick. Like, I wouldn't mm. like how I feel afterwards. So I just don't, you know? Um, exactly. So, yeah, you know, things happen like that. When you, when you, Hilarious. when you're uh, being good to yourself. Exactly. That reminds me of the one time that Eric, it was literally our last ice cream date. And whenever we go on an ice cream date, like normally I will have like a bite or two and tap out because I can't handle it. Well, he got this like egregious Sunday because he was just needing a fix, I guess. And I take a bite of it of like a little bit of like a vegan brownie and this dairy free ice cream. I take a bite and like I immediately it goes straight to my head. I you know I feel like sweaty and clammy i'm like dude i'm tapping out after one bite and this dude eats like 10 and then he taps out so we're literally left with like almost an entire like sunday and i'm like dude ice cream just kicked our asses like it made right. us feel so old and just so <laughs> yeah like weird I can't, do it like, I can't do it like i used to i mean even just the way that my body digests uh refined sugars and um carbs like that now it's just different like I don't like the way that I feel anymore so I just mm -hmm. can't I just won't do it you know it, it's good in the moment but then like afterward it's like not worth it it's and it's not worth it's not worth it because not even that I'm overthinking it anymore because at this point I don't even care like I'm just like eh, I'm trying to put on some muscle I don't care but like <laughs> it's just the fact that I don't feel like right and I'm like ah oh, man yeah I should have just stuck to my to my cream of rice and just did it that way like and I kid you not every single time I do something like that I'm always like dang I don't like how I feel so like just keep in mind like if you do start like creating your making your diet like a lot cleaner a lot more whole foods um your body will start to change it'll start uh reacting differently so Exactly. And kind of on that same note, like when you switch to whole foods, you're also going to have to be mindful of your fiber intake. So when we're talking about fiber, the minimal, minimal, like bare bones, like please, for the love of God, at least get this is 25 grams. I think mm -hmm. the average American gets something like seven or something stupid low, like, mm -hmm. like so disheartening, but the bare bones minimum, 
25 grams a day. Now the optimal, however, is going to kind of be based off gender. And again, we're thinking just because of the caloric differences normally, but we're talking about 35 grams a day for women and about 48 grams a day for men. Um, this is going to be person dependent because, you know, I used to eat a, you know, hundred percent plant-based diet. Homegirl could handle like 80 grams of fiber. No problem. Like yeah, my poops were amazing. And yeah. Brit, like, I'm sure you, you hear that and you're like, I don't know what I do with myself. So. Yeah. When I get to like, I haven't done this in a long time though, since like macro tracking days, but I've, I would get issues around like 45 grams was when I was like, no, I, I can't do it anymore. I was just way too full. Um, I was bloated and I couldn't, like, I couldn't handle it. So, um, 20, like optimal amounts, 35 grams a day for this is optimal. Like this is like from precision nutrition, like this is from the source, like 35 grams a day for women, 48 grams a day for men. However, a rule of thumb that I like to use because it is per so person dependent is 14 grams of fiber per 1000 calories eaten. So especially like as your food gets lower, um, it's really hard to get like that much fiber. It's really difficult to get like the optimal amount of fiber. So I like to say like 14 grams of fiber per every thousand calories. However, 25 grams is like that magic number. Like I like 25 grams. I like getting at least 25 grams. I will try my hardest, even if my food is low as fuck to get 25 grams. But rule of thumb, like if anything else, 14 grams of fiber per 1000 uh, calories eaten. So exactly. Like fiber is really up. important. Like it's important for satiety. So like just keeping you full. It's really important for gut health. You know, it's just because the specific type of fiber is actually going to promote good gut health by feeding the gut bacteria, which we need for immune function. It's also really important for our um, colon health, you know, like wanting to prevent things like polyps, colon cancer, stuff of that nature. And it helps to keep us regular because guys like, like, let's be straight up, like nothing feels better than taking like a solid shit in the morning and starting your day off right. Like that's better than any cup of coffee. Like don't even, don't even play. Right. Don't even act like you don't poop because you poop. I had someone tell me that she never poops. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> that mean? Right. Like I was, I was like, what? Like, is, are you, do you think that's good? Like, <laughs> like that's not like, that's not a bragging, right? Like that's like, you need to like go to like a gastroenterologist if you're not like having a bowel movement. Right. So yeah, you need to poop y'all and fiber is going to help you do that. So make sure that your, um, your fiber is in, is in check. There are a couple of types of fiber that we're going to talk about. So we have soluble and insoluble fiber. All right. So soluble fiber dissolves in water. It creates this gel-like substance uh, during your digestion because, and, and they bypass the small intestine and reach the colon. Um, and that's where some undergo fermentation. And these prevent gut health by, prote by protecting against inflammation. Um, and they enhance the intestinal barrier function. Um, and this promotes regularity. I mean, both types of fiber promote re regularity, but that's how this one promotes regularity. So when we think soluble, we think like beans, fruits, oats, stuff like that, lentils, um, not vegetables. So that is going to come from insoluble fiber. 
And insoluble fibers have limited from like they they're limited in um, fermentability and they don't dissolve in water um, and they add the bulk of your stool or they add to the bulk of your stool rather um, and help move food quickly through the intestines. Um, and that's how they promote regularity. So you need both of these to be regular and to have good gut health and colon health and have motility. Um, so insoluble means like vegetables, wheat bran, whole wheat things, stuff like that. And you don't want a, a weird ratio of them um, because then you'll end up being irregular. So you need both of them to have optimal digestion. So. Absolutely. So like, I think a common thing that you see is people who are dieting um, and just don't really know any better is they'll like really stock up on like those cruciferous vegetables, like a lot of broccoli, Brussels sprouts like asparagus stuff like that and then their poops are just not good like at all it's just because they're so oh, being overlooked that insoluble fiber that it's just like it's almost like a hindering digestion which isn't optimal so by all means like you want to make sure you're being mindful of this ratio and making sure that like you know you're putting things in your diet like berries are really good seeds are really good you know they can really help with that soluble fiber versus like if you're just digestive system with vegetables like it's not going to be an ideal scenario right and it's you know when you think soluble you think berries nuts seeds um things that that those are you, you need those things especially even in a prep scenario like it shouldn't just be veggies chicken rice i mean that those are great like base foods but like you need some type of variety in your diet to make sure that you don't encounter digestive issues. Um, so, and I know it's really hard to do when your calories are low, but you still need to be mindful of it. And you can't just do the macro like friendly things all the time. Um, sometimes it takes, yeah, well, <laughs> berries are really macro friendly, but like, <laughs> but um, you, you have to, you, you can't just have like, shit types of fiber like in your diet like all the time from refined foods from macro friendly stuff um you really want to look at what you're eating um i know you're i know a lot of times we're trying to increase volume but like you shouldn't be getting all of your fiber from broccoli like you, you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> like you have to be strategic somewhat and look a little further in detail to tr to regulate yourself um i mean even in the off season too like you got to be mindful about what types of, uh, how much fiber you're getting. Um, and it needs to be based on your current intake. So like if I'm eating close upwards of 3000 calories, my fiber intake there and where I'm getting the fiber from is going to be a lot different than if I'm eating 1500 calories. So like that will change as well. And you do need to be strategic in how you do that. So, cause sometimes like when you're at the higher calories, lots of fiber might bother you. Whereas like in lower calories, it might not bother you because your stomach isn't as expanded and things like that. But you also need the fiber. So you have to be strategic in how you're going to get it when you're at higher calories. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Well said. So just to kind of recap, like one, carbs are not the enemy. You need them. They're an, an important source of immediate energy for all of your body cells. They're super important for training. You, you know, if you can swing it you know if it's not too much stress to add right now or if you don't know how to do it like truly try to implement nutrient timing try to make sure if you can like 40 
five to 60% of your total carbohydrates, but around that peri workout window, just try it out. Like, even if it's just pre and post, even if you don't want to play with intro right now, like try it out and watch your body transform. Like you will most likely feel so much better because you're going to have, you know, better pumps in the gym, better energy around training sessions, you know, just having that better anabolic response. And then therefore you're not going to have most likely, you know, those crashes at lunch because you're like eating maybe too many like simple carbs, not around your training session. Um, so give that a try and see how you guys like it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, even if you, I find that a lot of people that are on lower carb diets, they're not very motivated to train. And that's because like your body is not, they don't have the, these, this essential macro which is, you know, the primary role is to supply the body with energy. So a lot of times, like there's not as much motivation to train. Um, and when they go into the gym, they're like, oh, dang, I don't, I don't really want to do anything. Well, it has a lot to do with the fact that maybe you aren't eating enough carbs. You don't have enough, um, you don't have enough fuel going on. I promise you, if you have better workouts, you train better, your energy output will be higher. If you have more carbs, you're neat, you're, you're, just subconscious neat fidgeting, moving around, things like that, that will go up. That will help your case as far as like increase or uh, mediating your body composition. Um, it, carbs are not your enemy. You need them. And sometimes like increasing them is what you need to keep progressing. It's not always going to be lower your carbs, lower your carbs, lower your carbs, because you don't always, oh, you don't want your need to go down. In, in retrospect, you don't want that to go down. You want your training sessions to be a, as good as they can be. Um, and so carbs are going to do that for you. So don't be afraid of them. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Absolutely. No, that's, that's, that's all I got. But guys, thank you so freaking much for listening. We are chugging along. This is episode number 10. We'll you know, eventually start getting some 11. guests on. We're going to do a listeners. Is this 11? I think it's 11, yo. We're still, well, like I said, we're still chugging along. Um, <laughs> yep, it's 11. Yeah. yeah, all right. Is, is, is Butter Carb is episode 11. Then. And hopefully episode 12 and beyond. But like I said, we want to start getting um, some guests on here. We want to start doing a listeners Q&A because we want to hear from you guys. But until then, like, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 11 of the Big We'll catch you next time. Yeah.